announcements. Uh, does this sound right to y'all? Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not cued in on hearing stuff well, so when it's off, it has to be really off for me to notice. Um, anyway, some people have asked why Dmitry Petrovich hasn't come out, so I figured I'd bring him out for you this morning before we got started. So, hello, Christ Chapel. I am Dmitry Petrovich, and we are for the preach word now. So welcome, if you haven't seen Dimitri on the announcements before, that won't make any sense to you, just talk to the friend that brought you and maybe they can help you out. So before we get started this morning, uh, I would like to take a moment to pray for myself and if you would, uh, pray for me during this time as well. Uh, Father God, we just surrender this time to you, Lord. I know that it is only through your spirit, the empowerment of your spirit that I can bring clarity or anything of value during this time, Lord. So I pray that you anoint me with clarity of thought, with clarity of speech, and that uh, you give me the ability to bring forth your truth, your word today, despite myself, God. I just love you and honor you, Lord. I ask that we uh, receive this word today, Father God, and that we go forth and apply it to our lives. We just honor you and glorify you and love you so much. Amen. If you would this morning stand for the reading of the Lord's Word, turn in your Bibles to the book of Ephesians, chapter 6. We'll be starting in verse 10. Again, that's Ephesians, chapter 6. We'll be starting in verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. Praying at all times in the spirit, with all prayer and supplication, to that end keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me. The words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak." You may be seated. Paul is writing here, encouraging us with, with some pretty sober things here. He's telling us that our battle is not just a matter of flesh and blood. It's not just temporal things. And he's also telling us that we have to do something to prepare and put on the whole armor of God. Now, we live in a time today where the information travels so fast. We're, we're so aware of things that are going on in the world. And we see 
I see, I know you see if you have discernment, if you're walking with the Lord, you see the evidence of a spiritual battle that is raging from coast to coast across the world. We see the forces of Satan coming wide open at the church in the West. We see strong delusion. We see this among non-believers. We see this among believers. We see the anti-Christian sentiment of America that is continuing to grow. And when I say the anti-Christian sentiment, I don't mean a Christian profession. That's still okay for right now. But it's anti-biblical Jesus. It's anti-Christianity as you see it, it preached in the book of Acts. There is an intolerance that's assigned to that. There is a bigotry that's assigned to that. And that sentiment is continuing to grow as an undertone to where you are antiquated and left behind. You are bigoted. You are phobic of whatever they want you to embrace and celebrate as part of progressive agenda. You are a problem if you believe that scripture is the inerrant, infallible, unchanging, forever reliant, true word of God. And let me tell you, there is no place to compromise on that truth. There's no place to compromise on it. We see this present darkness. It's dark outside today, practically. It's dark outside spiritually. There is darkness of greater magnitude than we ever thought imaginable. And it's coming in, it's causing pressure for us. There's absurdity in all of it though if you just have the smallest bit of common sense. Like you're not allowed to have common sense anymore. The absurdity is rampant. We no longer can define a woman. We have issue with that. That can't be something in public discourse. If you just say, what is a woman? People are afraid to give you the definition that it is an adult human female for fear of offending somebody and being attacked and maligned and ostracized and canceled. And culture is continuing to apply this pressure to make people accept more and more absurd things. Public schools are encouraging children to come out, to identify as whatever gender they want to. They're providing out closets for children to go in and change while they're at school. And they go into agreement with your children that they will not share that with the parent. This happens in America. This happens today. Biological men are being celebrated for winning in women's sports. Women that have given their lives in training since they were two years old are being beat in NCAA final final championships by biological intact men and are supposed to celebrate and told by the school if they don't, they don't have opportunity to go to graduate school. They will be maligned and ostracized and take the heat of a public backlash online. Financial responsibility is a foreign concept. YOLO, you only live once. Treat yourself. Run up the credit card debt. Who cares? They'll just send you another stimulus check. Centralization of power continues to march towards global governance. We're continuing to be led into the pen. Have you all ever heard about the pigs that got stuck in the pen because they didn't understand why the corn was free? They put the corn out and the pigs start coming and they're eating all the corn. So at first you just put out free corn 
And they're just coming in, having the time of their life, and they can still go do everything they want. They have all their same liberties and freedoms. Then you put up one side of the fence, and they, they're like maybe a little standoffish, but they come and they take the corn, nothing bad happens. Okay, no big deal. And you slowly add more and more to the fence until finally it's a single gate that they're willing to walk through. You shut the door behind them, and the next thing you know, they're all taken to the slaughter, and all they had to do was give you free stuff. That's what is happening right now. We are being lulled to sleep in a false sense of security, being told that if we'll only surrender more power to the people that have messed everything up, it'll get better. The absurdity. You, you have to be asleep. France is on fire with protest right now. Does anybody know that? They pushed through legislation to change the retirement year by two ages, two years from 62 to 64, but the people didn't feel represented, so they blow up. There's, there's a buck against authority. Chinese is brokering peace in the Middle East between Iran and Saudi Arabia. This is Sunni and Shia Muslims. They hate each other. And then China comes in and brokers a peace. You got a BRICS federation, Brazil, Russia, India, China. They're trying to get Saudi Arabia and Iran in it. And then all the major oil producing countries in the world will be in the same federation. I wonder what will happen to prices then. The world is dark. The World Economic Forum is telling everybody that they need to help us save ourselves by taking everything that we own away and then giving us things you'll own nothing and you'll love it. These are actually things that are going on right now today. The world is dark. It is a dark place. The world is full of lies. They're lying. They're lying loud. They're lying big. They're lying relentlessly. It's easy to get lost in this world, so easy. But I want you to remember something. I want you to remember that in Matthew chapter 24 when the disciples came to Jesus and they said, what is gonna be the sign of the, when's all this going down? And he said, first he says, watch that nobody leads you astray for many will come in my name and they will say to you that I am the Christ and they will lead many astray. So first, guard your heart from deception. Second, Jesus tells us that when we hear of wars, rumors of wars, to not be alarmed for these things must happen. They haven't, the, Christ has not missed one yet. Just if you're keeping score, he hasn't said something that didn't come true yet, okay? So these things must happen. So when we look around and we see this dark world and we see the lies and we see that how easy it is for people to get lost and spiritual fathers and mothers are, are going astray and people that you thought you could count on are losing their faith and, and they're, manif they're uh, professing a shipwrecked faith, know that your faith, your faith, believer, is in the word of God, that you are firmly planted on Jesus Christ, that you have dug deep and found a firm foundation, and when the torrents of the world come against it, the house stands not because of who you are, but because of who you are founded on and who you are rooted in. It is Jesus Christ and Christ alone. We can see what's going on here. The enemy sees, it. there's a shot clock ticking down and the enemy's just trying to deceive as many as he can before, before his time is up because he's going to be a recipient of the unbridled outpouring of God's wrath. And his 
desire is to take as many complacent, confused, biblically illiterate, professing Christians straight to hell with them as he can. And I wanna tell you this morning that you have to put on the armor of God. He has won the victory for you, but you have to put it on. I know the dark, this induction, the introduction has been a little hard. It's been, you know, these, these, we, we start to think, oh man, all this stuff's happening and the world's gonna explode. Like they can drop the bomb on my forehead because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord and they cannot govern me with the, the temporal things that they leverage over me because my help does not come from this world. The hills where I look, the faith of mine is in the Christ alone that has redeemed me, that has made me a new creation and I will not I compromise the truth for this world to love me. I would rather them hate me. I rejoice this morning. I'm glad that we're here today. I'm thankful that I have a Savior. I praise God I have a blessed hope and that he has redeemed me. We know the world's dark. We know it's full of lies and we know it's easy to get lost. But remember last week, Pastor Charles, he took us to John chapter 14 and Jesus Christ, he said, it says, yes, the world is dark, but Jesus is the light. Yes, the world's full of lies, but Jesus is the truth. Yes, it's easy to get lost, but Jesus is the way. And that's where we put our faith and we walk with him. And as Pastor John said this morning, the strength of men is foolishness to God. Put your faith in Christ and walk with him. I want to encourage you this morning, believer. We are not helpless. We are not hopeless. We are not defenseless and naked unless we choose to be. We are kept by God Almighty, Adonai, Elohim, El Shaddai, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi. He protects me, keeps me, preserves me, and walks me through every season of my life. I'm given the tools to defeat my enemy in spiritual warfare. Will you pick them up and will you put them on? We're told to be aware of who and what we fight against. We're told to suit up, told to put on the armor of God. Suit up, believer. Put on the full armor of God every day. Don't half step. Should have called this one rain suit up if I didn't looked at the forecast. We battle against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. The stakes are high. The battle is real. And we need to be walking in the fullness and the empowerment of the spirit and put on the full armor of God. The full armor. Did anybody get up this morning in Forsyth and see that your house was floating away? Because, because I did. You know what I didn't reach for? Half an umbrella. I didn't, I wasn't like, you know what I'm gonna walk outside today with? Half an umbrella. I'm just gonna put on a rain hat. Call it good. That, that's all I need today. That's, that's enough protection for me today. Rain hat. No. I mean, you, we got right today the perfect practical example of what's going on in the world. It's flooding, it's raining, it's thundering, it, the enemy is loud, there are torrents coming. But we can walk in the fullness of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, and we can, believer, put on the full armor of God. So the sermon this morning, suit up, is the title, exclamation point. Suit up. 
Number one, put it on. This is the first time I've done a litter of points, so if the rapture happens before we get done, Pastor John, just come up here and preach and grab my notes. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> I had to bring a little bit of funny to it. We've been kind of hard this morning, you know what I mean? If anybody can handle this, it's Pastor John. Boss mode. Number one, put it on. In verse number 11, we read, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness. In Ephesians 2, Paul would call it the prince of the power of the air, which we all used to live under his authority until we were made a new creation in Christ Jesus. But now we're a new creation in Christ Jesus, putting on armor and going to battle. The battle's serious. The stakes are high. We need to use the tools that God has given us. We gotta put on the whole armor. Just like we wouldn't have walked out the house this morning with just a rain hat or a half an umbrella, we need to put on the entire armor of God. Not just because it makes sense, but because that's what the word exhorts us to do. Now the enemy is good at his job. He's been destroying people for millenniums. He's, uses deceit. He, he's a roaring lion going around seeing who he may devour. Like the, the picture of that in the original language means sop you up like gravy with a biscuit. He's not, he's not just trying to hurt your feelings a little bit. He is trying to consume you. And we need to be fully prepared. If we don't walk out into rain half prepared, why would we walk into spiritual battle with the stakes this high, ill prepared, half dressed? We need to be fully prepared, fully armed with all of our defensive armaments and our offensive weapon ready to go. We gotta be ready, believer. Now victory is sure because it's not your strength that wins the battle. When Christ was on the cross and he said, it is finished, and he conquered death, hell, Satan, sin, the grave, he didn't need my help. But what happens is in this world, I have a weak and mortal body that I war against. And there's, for a time, a power that's been given to the enemy to try to mis mislead people and confuse people. And I have to be ready to fight that. In verse 10, we read, finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Like, that's where my faith is. Not, not that I'll win the battle, but that I'm kept by him. That it's his strength. I know where my part comes in is obedience. And right here, I'm exhorted to put on the whole armor of God. I'm always kept by him. There's a difference between walking into battle you know, with your Fisher-Price sword and your cowboy hat, you're not gonna be very effective, are you? The enemy's not gonna be like, ooh, watch that guy. When we suit up, when I suit up, when you suit up, we must put on the entire armor of God. Not relying on my own strength to overcome the enemy. Relying on the truth that Christ has already defeated him. 
and I must battle alongside Christ. I must battle with him. All the strength and armor to overcome the enemy come directly from God. Don't be confused about that. Just because we're told to put on the armor doesn't mean he's relying on our strength to do it. He's relying on us to walk in obedience, walk after him, do the things that he's told us to do. He says, why call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you to do? If I believe that the Bible is the inerrant, infallible, fully reliant word of God, and it tells me to do something, then I should do it, or else I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. He's telling me, put on the whole armor of God. All my confidence in victory is that Jesus Christ settled it before the foundations of the earth. Jesus Christ settled it. On Calvary, Jesus Christ settled it. My confidence and my faith is in him alone, but I'm still directed to put on the whole armor of God. The enemy doesn't come to battle half-dressed. He's not playing like the stakes are low. And they know who Jesus is. We have to have a different theology than Satan. If you were to sit down and interview Satan and say, do you believe that God created the world out of nothing? He'd say, yep. And he'd say, do you believe that Jesus Christ died on Calvary for the redemption of humankind, he'd say, yep. He'd say, do you believe that Jesus rose again on the third day? He'd say, yep. Say, do you believe that the only way to heaven is Jesus Christ? He'd say, absolutely. He'd say, will you surrender your life to him? That's where he says no. If I'm not walking in full surrender and full obedience to Jesus Christ, my theology looks a lot like Satan's. If I'm not walking in full surrender and full obedience to Jesus Christ, my theology looks a lot like Satan's. Why is it so important for me to put on the whole armor? Because he told me to. Because he's given it to me. He's just given me an assignment and he's told me to prepare for that assignment. Jesus Christ, though he was God and did not see equality with God as something to cling to, but lowered himself and took on the form of a slave and came and died a death, a criminal's death on a cross to restore our relationship with God, did not come half prepared. The enemy that wants to consume you does not come half prepared. Quit it. Stop with the excuses. Put on the armor. Be in your word. Walk with God. Make him the priority that he is. Complacency kills, and that's where we are in America. We're fat, lazy, complacent believers that come to church and get our check in the box, and I believe in Jesus, and, that's, and then the rest of our life is the rest of our life. It's not compartmentalized. It is one life fully surrendered, walked out under the authority of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Put on that whole armor. If we're gonna put on the whole armor, I guess we probably should know what it is, right? 
In verse 14, it says, Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, all circumstances, not when you feel like it, not when the shield's light, not when you're having a good day, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So we have the belt of truth, which is the word of God. The breastplate of righteousness, which is the word of God. Our feet shod with peace, which is the word of God. A shield of faith to extinguish the flaming darts of the enemy, which is the word of God. A helmet of salvation, which is the word of God. And a sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Be in the word. Be in the word, know the word, hide it in your heart. The belt of truth. Now these are presented, Paul didn't just like sit down and come up with some things in random order. These are presented in the way that you would put them on in ancient times. So the first thing you're gonna put on is the belt. We start with truth, learning the truth of the word of God. The belt holds back the tunic and the breastplate rests on it and the sheath for your sword is on the belt and everything comes from this right here. The belt is the truth and it's holding it all together. It is the word of God, it is truth. Truth comes first, it holds it all together. And truth is not the same thing as reality. Don't get confused. I'm not talking semantics here, I'm very serious. Truth is not the same thing as reality. The truth is now are we sons and daughters of God. The reality is I'm still walking in this earth dealing with a weak mortal body. I'm still having to train my body as an athlete. I'm still having to face temptations. I'm still having to put on the full armor of God and engage in spiritual warfare with the evil one. But the truth is, now we are the sons of God. Now we are the daughters of God. The truth is the victory is won in Christ and it is already settled. The reality is the world's gone crazy. We talked about it at the opening. The world's gone crazy. The reality doesn't look like the truth right now. So what do I need to do? I need to hold it all together with the truths that I know that come forth from the word of God, that he will never leave me nor forsake me, that he has redeemed my life from the pit, that he has placed me on solid ground, that he has gone to prepare a place for me, and if he has gone to prepare a place for me, he is gonna come back and receive me unto himself, that where he is there I may be also. These truths silence the lies of my reality right now that tell me I'm hopeless, helpless, never gonna make it, I'm gonna be overcome, I'm wrecked, I'm worthless, I'm not of any value, I can't do anything for God because I'm wicked and wretched. Paul said his righteousness was as a filthy rat. Paul had struggles too, look into his life. And he wrote two thirds of the New Testament. So I'm here to tell you, if you walk in complete surrender and obedience to the word of God, he will use you faithfully for his assignment and it will not fall through the cracks. The belt of truth. Next we have the breastplate of righteousness, which is the word of God. My vitals are protected because I know now I'm a son of God. My vitals are protected 
because I know even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he is with me. My vitals are protected because I know that the word was God. In the beginning was the word, the word was God, the word was with God, the word has come and redeemed us so that we could be in right relationship with God. I know these truths and they protect my vitals. The righteousness of Christ is imputed to me. When God looks at me, does this make anyone else tremble? When God looks at me, he sees the righteousness of Christ? That protects your vitals. When the enemy starts telling you who you were and where you came from and all of that, yes, but I was dead in my trespass and sin then, and I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. And I may make mistakes now, but I'll never live a lifestyle of sin again. I got a breastplate protecting my vitals. My feet are shod with peace, which is the word of God. God's peace that surpasses all understanding. I am sure-footed and on solid ground because of the gospel of Jesus Christ, because of the truth that is revealed to me in scripture that is not shaky ground. Once you know the truth of scripture, you are on solid ground. That's why the word exhorts you to dig down deep. Build your house on a solid foundation. The helmet of, uh, the shield of faith, which is the word of God. My faith is in Christ alone. It is by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone that I'm saved, and my faith is rooted in that, and that is in the word of God, held all together by the truth that is his word, that sanctifies us because his word is truth. We have a, a shield of faith when we have an exclusive, reliant, firm faith in Jesus Christ and guards us from the fiery darts of the enemy. There's a helmet of salvation, which is the word of God. My mind is guarded by a peace that surpasses all understanding. Christ has won my salvation and I receive it. I got a helmet on. Then I have an offensive weapon, which is the word of God. It's, it's not complicated, believer. We, we mistake simplicity for easy, though. It's simple to be in your word. It's not easy. Everybody's tired. Everybody got problems. Everybody got to work an extra hour. Everybody got kids going crazy. Everybody got a house to clean. Everybody got car notes to make, light bills to pay. Everybody got problems. And people are, I'll talk to some folks sometimes witnessing, and they're like, how do you know so much scripture? I'm like, I'm a pretty dry person, so sometimes I'm like, well, I'll just read it. You just read it. Do you feel like it every time? Mm mm. What do you do? Pick it up and read it. And when the enemy comes at me, I have a sword for him. That is the word of God. And when he brings forth the lies, the truth of the word of God is the edge of this sword and it tears everything asunder. And the enemy cannot stand in the face of truth. So he melts before the word of God. He knows it. You think if the devil read the Bible, maybe you should? 
He tempted Jesus with it in the wilderness, right? He said, doesn't scripture say? How's he know? He wrote it. Read it. Know the scriptures. Be in your word. You are not going to put on the armor of God without reading your Bible. Just read it. Number two, persevere. Paul exhorts us to stand firm, to endure, to withstand, to not give a single inch to the enemy. Persevere, believer. Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Verse 13, therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day. And having done all, stand firm. Verse 14, stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. These stand exhortations are not just while it's comfortable. He's telling us stand Stand. When it's tough, stand. When no one else is there, stand. When the lies are coming at you, stand and use the, the whole armor of God that you have that is the word of God. Persevere. Stand. Don't you give the enemy an inch because if you give a glass of milk to a mouse, or give a mouse a cookie or ask for a glass of milk. Anybody ever read that book? Maybe that's before your time. I messed that all up. But if you give him an inch, he's going to take a mile period. Nobody has taken a step back from the enemy and been like, well, you know, I'm kind of tired of that, so I'll just take that back and get on that back foot. He's coming. Be ready. Be ready to persevere. Settle it in your mind. I will stand. Count the cost of discipleship. Say, I'm going to stand with truth. I'm going to equip myself with the word of God. I'm going to put on the armor of God. And I am going to stand with truth. I am going to side with Christ no matter the cost. Practically, today, that may have you on the wrong side of cancel culture. It may have you on the wrong side of being able to engage in the marketplace in the future. It may have you on the wrong side of a firing squad. It will never have you on the wrong side of eternity. Persevere and stand with Jesus Christ. Run your race faithfully. Each of us have an assignment. Whatever that is, do it faithfully and persevere. Walk in the assignment that God's given you. Persevere. Be a light among this dark and perverse generation. Persevere. We're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Persevere. In Hebrews, we read about the others. They don't even get like a hashtag star next to the number because they had more games to play. There were others that lived a bare bones life, slept in caves, used rocks for pillows, ate honey and locusts, and they were persecuted, run out of places, run through with the sword, beheaded and torn asunder, brutally murdered, but their faith was so great that the world was not worthy of them and they today, believer, are the cloud of witnesses that encompass you. So on the day we face persecution, you stand and you persevere being encompassed by a great cloud of witnesses and empowered by the Holy Spirit of the Lord God Almighty. Stand and persevere. The hour is late, the day is dark. 
persevere. Cultural pressure is to turn from God. It is unprecedented, the cultural pressure in America to turn from God. Persevere despite that. You'll be maligned, you'll be hated, they'll say evil things about you. Christ tells you to rejoice, for great is your reward in heaven, so persevere. And having done all, believer, stand. Persevere. If our musician would come, please. Number three, pray it out. Suit up. We're going to put it on. We're going to persevere. We're going to pray it out. We're dressed and prepared for battle through Jesus Christ and the word of God. But he also exhorts us to pray in this passage. Paul says in verse 18, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Do you know that there's places in the country or in the world today where they don't have the liberty to come together and talk about Jesus Christ and fellowship with those of like precious faith like we have right now? There's places where the Bible is illegal. There's places where pastors and preachers and teachers are pulled out of places and executed. There's places where people just, where forces raid the sanctuary or their little underground church and kill whoever is leading the lesson. And, and pressure Compromise your faith or you're next. The reality of that is extremely harsh. Paul says, pray, make supplication for all the saints. In China, when you come to salvation and you profess faith, you're untested until you've gone to prison for your faith. That's the precedent, that's, that's the standard. Like, yeah, yeah, you're a believer and we're gonna mentor you and disciple you, but know that you're untested. And there's coming a day right around the corner where you are going to be tested. And you'll either walk away from your faith or you will persevere in your faith and go to prison. And also for me, Paul says, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. For which, now this is for the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Paul's saying, pray for me. Pray for the believers out there that are persecuted. Pray that I'll run my race faithfully. Pray that the Holy Spirit will empower me and give me wisdom and discernment and the words to say when I need them. Pray, pray without ceasing, believer. Pray it out. Pray for the believers around the world that are heavily persecuted with threat of death for their faith. Pray that they will be encouraged, that they will be emboldened, that they will be filled with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and walk in the fullness thereof. Pray for the preachers, the teachers, and the pastors that don't compromise truth, whatever the level of persecution is. Pray for them, that they will be encouraged, that they will be emboldened, that they will be filled with and walk in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Pray to never be deceived. Put on the armor of God. It's held together with truth. Pray that we're not deceived. Pray for the leaders of the nations, even though we don't really like them most of the time. Pray for them. Pray for mercy for the lost. Pray for the heartbroken, the downcast, the hungry, the naked, the prisoner. Pray for them. There's power in believer. There's power in prayer, believer. 
pray, put it on, persevere, and pray it out. We must be prepared in this late hour. We must be aware that the enemy is pulling out all the stops. We must suit up, believers. We must put on the whole armor of God. Prepare to persevere, settle it in your mind. When the flood comes, it's too late to build your house on the solid foundation. You have to have done that already for your house to survive a flood. And pray without ceasing. I know this message is a sobering message. It's a hard message, but it's necessary because we've been lulled to sleep by words that tickle ears. And there's gonna come a pressure that is going to break the faith of the unprepared. It'll be a huge challenge. The way you practice is the way you'll pray, play. Don't think that not being in your word today will give you a resolute faith on the day of persecution. Don't think that towards prayer is gonna give you a rich prayer life on the day of persecution. Prepare now. This time is for us to prepare so that when we're put on display for the world, we will represent Christ, be ambassadors for Christ in chains if necessary, but be representatives of Christ and his truth and his holy word and his son not being ashamed of him or his words. Prepare, believers. God bless you. Church family, would you stand with me this morning? I feel um, corrected, encouraged, challenged, sobered, just like gospel preaching is supposed to make you feel all of those things. How many of you uh, served uh, in our armed uh, forces in battle? Slip your hand up. Just want to see. I wonder how many brave men on foreign soil of a different nationality perished to inferior men based on weaponry. You've got somebody overseas with a turban and nothing more than a cap pistol and somebody maybe from our nation that's not a good man or a good dad. Or uh, I know there were wonderful soldiers. Don't don't get me wrong, but but because that man had weaponry, he was master of the battle. God Himself has laid out weaponry for you. He said, "If anybody knows the devil, I know him. Take this belt. I know the tricks he'll use against your mind. Take this helmet." Make sure you gird yourself with truth and you'll need these shoes. If you put on what I lay out, 
And those of you kids, you don't have that losing battle. Didn't I lay out shoes for you that matched? Didn't I lay out socks? And if you'll just put on what I lay out, is what we tell our kids all the time. Just put that on. I wonder what our life would look like, and I wonder what our our, our home would look like, spiritually speaking, and our marriages and our influence, if we would just put on what God laid out. Thank you, Pastor. Y'all bless him this morning. Thank you for the word. And Pastor Charles, thank you last week for that word as well. So, amen. Father, I'm asking this morning that uh, you take this word and stitch it to the inside of who we are. Give us the courage and the character to care more about our inner man than our outer man. That we not only be firm in our faith, but dressed for battle. Not just fruit of the Spirit, but the weaponry that you've provided for us. That we might be strong in battle, not just for ourselves, but for others. And that we could have compassion on them making the difference. We thank you for absolute victory. Nothing less. That's all that you know, O Lord. But give us strength and courage and character to stand in that evil day. Bless Jason today, I pray, Lord, with a sense of your smile and nearness. That your word was communicated with clarity and with authority and under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And we receive it with meekness today. And we bless you, Father. In the name of your Son, we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Be safe going home. Drive slower than normal. Both hands on the wheel. Be careful out there.